maybe what we need to do is we just need to kneecap these people on live television. So I, I wanted a pretty chill show, but I, got, I, I may have gotten heated. But anyway, uh, welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. Hit that like button, otherwise it will punch you in the throat. And let's just jump into it. And first up, today we had musical superstar Halsey in the news, in part, yes, because of her music, but also because of boobs, nipples, and breastfeeding. With her revealing the title, cover art, and message behind her upcoming album, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. Unveiling the cover at the Met in New York and writing in a post that the album will be about the joys and horrors of pregnancy and childbirth. And saying that in part, it felt important to capture that she can be a sexual being and her body can be a vessel and a gift to her child, and those two concepts can coexist peacefully and powerfully. And adding, my body has belonged to the world in many different ways the past few years, and this image is my means of reclaiming my autonomy and establishing my pride and strength as a life force for my human being. And saying that the image specifically celebrates pregnant and postpartum bodies as something beautiful to be admired, and saying that she hopes that this will be a step towards eradicating the stigma surrounding bodies and breastfeeding. And personally, even though in this video I am not showing Halsey uh, all natural, that was not a moral choice, I just, I'm a big fan of getting money and not having my videos removed off of YouTube. But yeah, even as a man, I mean, th there are two key things that, that come to mind here. One, I mean, I'm only a bystander in the situation, but it really bothers me when people are like, I can't believe she did that. She's a mom. And it's just like, she's dancing or showing some skin. Moms are not just moms. They are people who also happen to be moms. And well, for some of you, you're like, yeah, duh, that makes sense. I think it's a really important thing to repeat and say out loud because uh, people lock others in boxes very quickly. And two, if you see a woman that is breastfeeding, I I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing sexual about that. If you are sexualizing it, that's really on you. Granted, a lot of that also has to do with society just slamming that into your head. But she is doing something natural, something nature intended. She is feeding her child and also uh, separately and <laughs> she gets to decide when her body is sexual, not you. Also, actually kind of connected to the story, we had Megan Fox in the news because in an in-style profile, she was talking candidly about parenting and then gender related to that. Saying that when she's on the red carpet, she's often asked where her children are. And they're adding, do you ask their dad when he's out? No, because you don't expect a dad to be with the kids all the time, but I'm supposed to not be seen and be at home with my kids. They have another parent. I have to leave and sometimes I don't want them photographed and they don't come with me. Also regarding kids, we've seen a number of celebrities speak about the treatment of their children. For example, earlier this week, Gigi Hadid writing an open letter to the press and paparazzi and asking them to blur photos of her daughter's face, noting that she nor Zayn have intentionally shared the face and saying our wish is that she can choose how to share herself with the world when she comes of age. But also jumping back to Megan Fox because this is the new version of Megan Fox Watch. But then style, she talked about her eight-year-old son, Noah, who likes to wear dresses, saying that with him, she ends up getting very protective because he's been subject to mean, awful, and cruel people. Saying, I don't want him to ever have to read that shit because he hears it from little kids at his own school who are like, boys don't wear dresses. And there, I will say I'm a little torn. Obviously, online or in person, yeah, you would hope that people would be nice to a damn child. But also, in life, there are always gonna be shitty people that shit all over you, even if you're just doing something that affects them in no way. My oldest, for example, every now and then, he likes his nails painted. Thinks it looks cool on mommy, wants to try it out. Do it, but then I'm also not gonna leave him to the wolves when he comes home and he's like, so-and-so, this little girl said boys don't wear nail polish. I get to have a conversation with him where I explain, you can do whatever the heck you want. If you're not hurting anybody and just because the majority of people don't do it, doesn't make it weird or odd or you wrong in any way. If you think it looks dope, that's all that matters. If you think one day it kind of looks stupid, that's all that matters. And what I won't say to him right now, but I'll, I'll say to you because you're other adults, I, I, you know, it does feel like a lot of this has to do with the, the toxic masculinity baked into our society. And he hear me out on the, the toxic masculinity stuff. You're strong, a big buff dude or anything like that. I'm not talking about you. When I think of toxic masculinity, and this may not be the, the case for everyone, I think of the, the guys that act uh, personally victimized by or, or decide to attack anything that, that feels uh, 
feminine in a man. Because a lot of it is just really baked in homophobia. Is it affecting you? No, mind your own fucking business. And then the last bit of entertainment news, though it's not really entertainment, we should talk about the, the big updates regarding Britney Spears and her conservatorship case. And the reason for that is since we last talked about it, there have been some major changes, updates, and general shakeups. Starting with the fact that Bessemer Trust, right, the wealth management fund that was partially responsible for managing her estate, they actually asked to withdraw from the arrangement last week. And then this week, we saw her manager, Larry Rudolph, sending a letter to her conservators resigning from his role, as well as her attorney, Sam Ingham asking to resign the next day. Though, with that, his resignation will only be final once a new attorney is appointed to her case, but Brittany has made it clear, along with other requests, that she wants to be able to select her own attorney. And actually, regarding that, yesterday, multiple outlets obtained a court filing from Brittany's mother, Lynn, requesting that this be allowed with a petition saying, appointment of independent counsel is mandatory at this juncture. It is self-evident that before the court addresses, for example, the termination of the conservatorship, conservatee must be allowed to consult with counsel of her choosing. Lynn also advocating for her daughter in other ways, saying her capacity is certainly different today than it was in 2008, and conservatee should no longer be held to the 2008 standard. And arguing that her court statement was very courageous, that Britney is able to take care of herself, and that she has been very successful and made millions of dollars. Also, big news and an update with this story is that Britney's personal conservator, Jody Montgomery, has now said that she is not leaving her role and is also requesting more security with the filing, saying that since Britney spoke, there have been, quote, an increase in the number and severity of threatening posts about her online and even sent to her directly. And many of the messages threaten violence and even death. And continuing, security has determined the security risk to be serious enough to recommend that 24-7 physical security be provided, a cause that notably Britney would have to foot and that her father would have to approve. But according to TMZ today, her father, Jamie Spears, filed an objection to Montgomery's request for increased security. Jamie reportedly saying in the documents that TMZ obtained that he's been getting threats for years, as has Britney's attorney and others connected to the conservatorship. Though Jamie's saying that the court should evaluate how much security is necessary to keep Jody and others involved safe. But from that, I want to take a quick second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, Vessi. You know, honestly, it is hard to find lightweight shoes that actually keep your feet warm and dry through rain, snow, mud, and Vessi definitely surprised me with these. Vessi makes 100% waterproof and snowproof sneakers that are incredibly comfortable, breathable, and actually pretty stylish. Personally, I wear both their Cityscape sneakers and their latest release, the Weekend Shoe, and their Dimatex material is a dual climate knit that keeps you cool in the summer and warm in the winter, which truly makes this the everyday sneaker, even in the wet season. These shoes are perfect for traveling, easy to pack, and ready for any weather or, you know, just running errands, going to the gym, going to the park with the kids or even muddy hikes. And with a weekend shoot, you can literally just rinse them off or throw them right into the washing machine. It is that easy. And make sure you grab some now while they still have your size and you're gonna definitely thank me later. So just go to Vessi.com slash DeFranco right now and be sure to use code DeFranco at checkout to get $25 off. Then we have the European Union finding the car makers Volkswagen and BMW a collective $1 billion for colluding to make dirtier cars as part of what they referred to as an emissions cartel. Now, notably, Mercedes-Benz was also part of this collusion effort. However, the EU agreed not to find them because they actually acted as the whistleblower in the investigation, which is just another daily reminder that there are different rules for the rich. If you're poor or lack power, snitches get stitches, and if you're rich, uh, a, a, a pat on the back and a juice box? Or because if Mercedes-Benz didn't snitch, they'd have actually been required to pay an $857 million fine of their own. And understand, this isn't a situation where they were just like, oh man, we can't meet the requirements. They told the EU they had the technology to cut air pollution beyond minimum requirements, but instead they held meetings between 2009 to 2014 where they agreed together to not compete to develop the most efficient emission systems. I'm just saying, and I know that it sounds cruel, 
and unusual, but I think the only way we're gonna actually get any change when it comes to these giant companies and these rich ass motherfuckers is I think we just have to find a few, legally change the laws, and publicly kneecap them on a live stream or on national television. Right, I mean, how many times on this show have we talked about non-violent crimes, right? Things that are like in the, the thousands of dollars and we see people go to prison for that kind of stuff. So like, what kind of message are we sending out as a society that if you commit a crime in the thousand dollar range, you could go to prison, but if you do it at a high enough scale, that's a fine. So y'all, I understand it's a different country, but 2024, this is what I'm running on. Kneecapping rich corporate criminals. That's my number one policy. Vote DeFranco 2024. Then in a strong contender for the weirdest controversy in the last 24 hours, the Teletubbies uh, got vaccinated. Some who were angry calling this basically propaganda for children and some calling for the arrest of the Teletubbies saying that obviously those are fake vaccine cards. Because if you look really closely at their vaccinations to the Noonsen and Noonsen, <laughs> the other two, the Astrotopica, it says that they were born in 2003. But if you know anything about the Teletubbies, which I didn't until just now, they were actually born in 1997. So who are these fake ass Teletubbies? Is the question I just realized I shouted at a degree that was far too loud. And then on the other hand, you had the majority, I think, of people that thought that it wasn't that big of a deal. If they're born in 2003, they're 18 years old, they're of the vaccination age, they're not telling like six-year-olds to get vaccinated. Secondly, whether you wanna have a hot girl summer, a fat daddy summer, for them a tubby hot summer, it's made all the safer if you get vaccinated, especially because now we're having to deal with the Delta variant. Transition, bitch. Though, even if you are vaccinated, please listen up to this specific area. The Delta variant, which you may have heard about in places like India, it's now spreading in multiple countries, and now it is actually the dominant variant in the United States. This is a big concern because yes, while it is primarily a threat to the unvaccinated, with some studies having found that unvaccinated people were twice as likely to be hospitalized if they were infected by the Delta variant compared to infections from the Alpha variant. Then for those of you that have only gotten one dose of a two dose package, according to a new study published today in the journal Nature, one dose of Pfizer or AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine barely protects against the Delta variant of the virus. But of course the key thing there is that's only if you've only had one shot of a two dose vaccine because the study found that two doses generated a neutralized response in 95% of people. But reportedly antibodies from people who were previously infected with COVID did not neutralize Delta very well. Though, while not as effective as two doses, one dose of the vaccine did help boost that ability. So that seeming to be a potential reason that if you're someone that got COVID and you're like, I have the antibodies, it still may make sense for you to get vaccinated because of these variants. And at the same time, we also saw this new Israeli study saying that Pfizer is only 64% effective against the Delta variant. But the key thing there is the study also says that people who have been fully vaccinated have way, 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 way increased protection against hospitalization or severe infection. Which, I mean, it kind of brings us back to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine coming out, the, the misunderstanding, miscommunication, people being like, why would I even get this? It's only 67% effective. I think a lot of the communication there has been poor. Like there, there's getting COVID at all, and then there's, are you being impacted by it greatly? So yeah, I don't want you freaking out right now, but just, just a thing to keep in mind, to be aware of. Also, connected to the COVID news, we should definitely talk about Japan. Of course, the Olympics coming up, right? It starts in just over two weeks on July 23rd. Japan announced this morning that the event will still continue, but there will be no spectators. And this because of the massive backlash we've seen because the country right now is dealing with a large uptick in coronavirus cases, right? Partially fueled by this Delta variant, and it's led to another nationwide state of emergency that is set to last until August 22nd. While the ban on fans is news, unfortunately, this was not unexpected. With experts 
noting that Japan is especially susceptible to large outbreaks because of its uber-densely populated cities and the slow vaccine rollout so far. So far, only 15% of the country has received a vaccine. And then finally today, let's talk about this absolute insanity out of Haiti. So early yesterday morning, the president of Haiti was assassinated at his residence at the outskirts of Port-au-Prince. The attack also resulted in his wife being shot, though she survived and is being treated at a hospital in Miami. Shortly after this happened, interim prime minister Claude Joseph said, a group of unidentified individuals, some of them speaking Spanish, attacked the private residence of the president of the republic and thus fatally wounded the head of state. But in recordings obtained from the neighborhood, people can be heard approaching the house and then this happened. But also with that, both American and Haitian officials dismissed the idea that the DEA or US agencies had anything to do with the attack, and Haitian officials have largely come to the consensus that the operation was carried out by mercenaries. Also with this, the chief of police announced yesterday that four suspects had been killed in a gun battle with police and two others were arrested. This leading to hopes that they may get answers about who ordered the attack because the potential list is not small. But now former president was widely hated in Haiti and abroad, and it faced over a year of massive protests. Or like among other things, he refused to step down as president after his term officially ended, arguing that since he took office late, he was entitled to another year. And that led to him just ruling by decree as there haven't been any elections for a new legislature. Also among the issues that Haitians had, uh, he and his government are thought to have stolen billions of dollars in aid given to Haiti by various governments in the region. But even with him widely being hated, his death has sparked fears that the country may descend into political chaos. But this country was already facing widespread poverty and gang violence, and now multiple people are claiming to be in charge. Right, earlier I said the interim prime minister, Claude Joseph, but in actuality, there are two people claiming that same position. Right, Joseph was prime minister up until the day before the president's death when he was replaced by Ariel Henry. But you have Joseph claiming that under constitutional rules, Henri was only appointed prime minister, but never actually took office. And adding there, I was the one who was a prime minister who was in office. That is what the law and the constitution says. But Henri, for his part, says it's an exceptional situation. There is a bit of confusion. I am the prime minister in office. So now it's unclear exactly how this situation is going to play out and if either are going to back down from claiming to be in charge. Although that said, as of right now, it does seem that Joseph has more actual power right now, claiming that the country was in a state of siege and things were being locked down. Now with all this, as far as international response, President Joe Biden denounced what he called a shocking assassination. Also American officials saying that they were ready to help investigate the claims if asked by Haitian officials. But uh, with those calls are also concerns over possible US intervention in Haiti. But currently the United States gives Haiti a ton of aid for humanitarian concerns and to help with development. But it also has a long history of occupying Haiti for various reasons with extremely controversial results. And that history comes with an expectation by some in both Haiti and the US that America will respond with troops if the situation in Haiti devolves into violence. But even if that were not to happen, there are also calls for the Biden administration to appoint a special representative to Haiti to re-examine how the US sends aid there, right? Because as mentioned, it is possible that billions of dollars sent to help the country have largely been stolen by corrupt officials. So yeah, you know, a simple calm situation involving billions of dollars, corruption, an assassinated president, and a, a power vacuum with a contested power. What's the worst that could happen? Said nobody. And ultimately that brings us to the end of today's show. I just want to say another big thank you. Thank you for watching, hitting that like button, being a part of the family, right? Subscribing to the channel. Also, quick thing, next week, keep your eyes open for the Philip DeFranco Show twice with a quickie YouTube short in the morning and the full Philip DeFranco Show in the afternoon. But with that said, once again, thank you for watching. My name's Philip DeFranco. I love yo faces. You've just been filled in. I'm a mess. I messed up my own outro. I'll see you next time.